don't back down. So Cam Newton gave this assessment of some of today's top quarterbacks. Check this out. And Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Okay, so Richard, you did tout me on this last night, and I'm all ears, so what's your reaction? Skip. Skip, as somebody who came into the National Football League in 2011 with Cam Newton in this draft yep. class, he was an MVP of this league. He has every right in the world to give his opinion. And it's got to be a respected opinion because, you know, he, he has credibility in this league. But come the heck on, killer. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? That, that, it's not based on anything, Skip. It's, it can't be based on anything because the names that you're saying – are literally leading the league in categories right now. These aren't guys that are middle-of-the-pack guys, and, and statistically, they're not middle-of-the-pack record-wise. They're not middle-of-the-pack in any capacity. So if he was saying this in a year where, hey, they're 15th in, in yards or, or their offense is struggling or they just, you know, they threw 15 touchdowns in a season, these guys are leading. Tua Tungavailoa is leading the league in passing yards. Sure, he has weapons. Sure, he has Tyreek Hill, one of the, the best receivers in the National Football League right now. You can debate it with, with whoever you want. But he's still leading the league in, in passing yards. Dak Prescott is leading the league in touchdowns. Skip, how are you managing the game? You're leading the league in touchdowns. Now, sure, he had C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb is having an incredible season. But Dak Prescott is still leading the league in touchdowns, second in QBR, second in, in completion percentage. Like, if, if this was based on something, I'd be with him. I'd be like, okay. Now, there are guys, and then you got Brock Purdy. Like, what are we talking about? They're not winning because of these guys? So, how? How? When Dak plays bad, they lose. When Burke Purdy plays bad, they lose. When, when Tua Tunga by Lowell plays bad, they lose. So, you, it doesn't make sense for him to say that, especially with the way he played the game. It's like, hey, you were a dynamic playmaker, no question about it. But we're talking about guys that, that sit here, some of the most accurate passers in the league. And some of, I mean, right now, Purdy is in his second year. You're talking about a second year guy. We're talking about a second-year guy. They're playing effectively, efficiently. They're yards per catch, yards per attempt, yards per – they're accurate. They're pushing the ball down the field. Most 40-yard completions, most 30-yard completions, most 20-yard completions. Come on, Cam. Mm. Like, go ahead, Key. Well, I'm going to try my best to, to extrapolate and explain to you. Please. Well, that's a big word. Okay, know. I like that. Every now, and then, every now and then I went to school yep. um, <laughs> that Cam is trying to, to say – what he's saying, in my opinion, is when you talk about a game changer, mm -hmm. Cam Newton was... Game manager versus changer. Yep. He was a game changer. Mm -hmm. Oh, was he? Especially at the beginning of his career. All by himself. Then he became yep. a game manager yeah. Maybe it, at the end of yeah. his career right. where he was a, known to be a turnover machine himself. Yeah. So it became a game manager, don't turn the football over. Okay. But he is right in a sense, not about Dak Prescott, because get Dak Prescott 
right now is a game changer. Right now. Jared Goff is a game manager because he has been known to give it to you Mm -hmm. at the wrong times in games and situations where Detroit was high the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. They're coming down because he's giving the ball to the other team. Correct. They're sitting there, and, and Dan Campbell said, please just don't turn the ball over whatever yeah, but you he, do. He'd gone right. like, I don't know, 500 throws without throwing uh, a pick. Uh, but, yeah. but he has gone back to why the Rams have got, gotten rid of Jared Goff. That's true. I understand what Cam is saying. Now, in terms of Tua, Tua is a nice quarterback in a situation where he can thrive and be successful. We saw when Tyreek Hill was not in the game, we saw when Tyreek Hill was in the game. A guy that misses his top dog can still be a game changer at the quarterback position. Really? I understand that. No, now they can't. Move no, they can't. That, that's, that's not true. They can't. That's not true. It, it show me, give me, give me an example. Show me an example. When Travis Kelsey's not playing, Patrick Mahomes isn't the same player. When Patrick when, Mahomes when, is still balling. No, he, no, he is not. When he's Travis Kelsey's balling. not playing, he's not playing well. They, when, when Stephon Diggs isn't there, Josh Allen isn't playing well. When you, so, Patrick Mahomes didn't drop 29 balls, man. I'm not saying he Kelsey did. Kelsey ain't having no hell of a year. I'm not saying he did. I'm but saying... My, my, when, my whole point to this, though, Richard, is when you get to Brock Purdy, he is moving into a category of a game changer. He is I'm moving. moving. Yes. I think he's there, man. I don't. I don't look. But the only thing that's the only thing that's holding you back is he was a seventh round pick. If he was the number three pick in the draft, you would not have any justification for what you're saying. I, I, I am saying that he is heading in that direction, and he has gotten there extremely fast. I am not saying that he is a game manager. What I am saying is he is headed into a game-changer mode. No one is putting him in a game-changer mode despite how much you think they are. People are not yet. Right, because they're not. But they don't, they're not because their opinions are not. But I understand not based that, but he, on anything but, that but you he's can going tangibly to say. erase that in the next four or five weeks. He's going to erase how, all how? of that. How? If he, if he ain't done it in the first 13 games, because he's he just playing. Like because one of the best just, quarterbacks in the league. Richard, you just said it because he got drafted where he got drafted. They're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt until he steps up into that echelon, much like I talked about with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was just a guy. He went to win a Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden, you ain't have nothing to say because you couldn't say nothing. That is where Brock Purdy is headed. That is all I am saying. Mm. That's why I say Cam is right in some instance with these guys, and he is wrong in the other. Mm. Dak Prescott is so far beyond a game manager. In fact, maybe he was a game manager at points last year because he had a lot of turnovers in a short period of time, so people looked at that. But if you look at the prior seasons, he was not a game manager. He was actually a game changer for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. just like he is this year. Mm-hmm. That's why I say Cam is right. He's, he's, he's wrong about that, right about uh, Tua, right about Jared Goff, and he's going to be wrong about Brock Purdy. That's what I'm trying to get <laughs> you to understand. Time out. <clears throat> the the one two in MVP right now is Dak barely over Brock Purdy. I get so that. One two two I, one I, one two I two one. That. Cam is so wrong about the two top contenders for MVP that it it invalidates and disqualifies everything, everything else. He, he he may be wrong to very true. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying Brock Purdy can erase all of that in the next several okay. weeks completely, nope. where nobody will have anything to say. All right. Because you know what they're waiting on, Skip? They're waiting on that little ball to drop. Just it, like it those dropped, three. They dropped three games. But No, no, no. And what happened in those three weeks that they dropped those three games? Everybody was blaming Brock Purdy. 
Right. It was him. They wasn't looking at Trent Williams and Debo being gone. They was blaming him because he was low-hanging fruit. He can be low-hanging fruit, but he can erase all of that in the next several weeks. All right, so allow me to use my favorite phrase, bigger picture, about Cam. I'm still a big fan of his mm -hmm. because what he did in 2015 was extraordinary. Yeah. That team had a very good defense, but he took that football team and just sat it on his broad shoulders yeah. and said, I'm going to carry you all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Then Von Miller happened, and he couldn't carry past Von Miller because Von Miller just wrecked the game, right. took the game yes. over. But up to that point, whew, with arm and legs, I'd, I've never seen anything quite like that. And this is a huge human being. This, this is six, six-ish to maybe two I don't know what he is. I know when I first interviewed him for the first time, even though I've seen him in college, yeah. and I know he was big. That's, That's right. all I can tell right. you. Right. I big, was like, God. Big man, played bigger. And yet, he's only 34. And I keep saying, he's got football left in him. He could still play. He's 34 years old, okay? And yet, when he does this podcast or whatever it was, when this video gets out there and goes viral, too many NFL GMs, and if you want to say they're white, that's fine too. But too many are going to watch well, this. Well, they and are say, white. A lot of them. A lot of them are white. I mean, there's some okay. black ones. Well, I'll, I'll said, bring it up. There are a few. Said, okay. But a the lot point of them. is, whatever color they are, especially the white ones, they're, they're going to watch this viral video and say, "This is just wacky stuff." You know, like this. What well, Cam? You, you you know more football than that, is. right? Come on, Cam. This is one of those so far out there that it makes you go. Huh? Brock Purdy is the complete opposite of a game manager to me because the only hope I as a Cowboy fan have is that he's the next Brett Favre. He, he tries things every game that make Kyle over there like put a hand over his eyes. He will try tight window, crazy cross body, cross the field throws where you say, young man, what are you do? What are you right. thinking? Right. Right. And he pulls most of them off yeah. because he got that in. It's his DNA. He's just going to wing it. He's right. just going to he's going to see it and feel it and try it. Right. He, he's okay. he's good. I, okay. Skip, but the but, problem with that, the, the problem only, is, is people in our world <laughs> that's, it's, are it's, not going to give him the benefit of bullshit. the doubt. OK. All it's right. bullshit. It's bullshit because okay. and I get tired of hearing it because I don't because, know if you can say that because or not. It, I, I just it, said it. It, it probably applies, it, but you can't we, say it, but, and we apologize. But, 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 but I'm tired right. of it because I'm tired of hearing about people say it with nothing to do with anything going on on the field. Like all he does is put it on tape. I get if you it, can't, if you Richard. can't convince people yeah. by playing great football at the yeah. highest level, right. in the highest level, Richard. then you aren't going to convince. You turn in the Richard, next four that's weeks. Just, that's just one second. Let me finish, please. Are. No, they shouldn't be. So I'm saying that's wrong. Like so, he went to the playoffs last year. He played well. He went he, as a rookie. Like we're we're not talking about a five year vet. I'm pretty sure they're going to win the NFC Championship game if he doesn't go down. I'm just because they went and proved it two weeks ago at yeah, Philadelphia, I just, I just right? I just don't care. Calm your nerves. No, okay? I'm not calming my nerves because I'm tired of I'm tired of and, people having opinions that that aren't based in anything. You're sitting there saying, "Well, he needs to prove it more." To prove what? He's leading the league in almost every I, category. I understand what you, you're he saying. Needs to, he needs to outperform being a seventh round pick. He can't do nothing about that. All he can do is when he lines up on the football field, yeah. Deshaun, he goes out there and plays at a really high level and helps his team win. He has done that consistently this season. And the only thing you tell tell me, is you, he has to keep you, proving are himself. You, are you listening or are you hearing me? 
Because I don't think you're doing either one. What because are you I'm, try, I'm trying to get you to understand the way people look at this, Richard. They're looking at him. I'm not. I already said at the beginning of the year, first thing I said is I need to see him do it a full season based on last year's okay. games he played right. in the start of this season. I give him that. He is at the top of the list. But the mass of people, this is why this conversation keeps coming up about Brock Purdy. You got to let your emotions go. They want to see him take them somewhere. Once that happens, just, 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 people will are you listening say, to yourself? okay. Are you listening to I, yourself? Are you listening to yourself? Because you do Richard, not make sense. Stop. You, Richard, you want to take him somewhere? That's, that's what skip, they want. Skip. He took him to the NFC Championship. That, I'm just telling you that's what they but, want. But make it make sense. That's what they I'm want. not going to look at you, Keith, because it right. don't make sense. That's what they want. I'm not I'm just telling you. you. That's, that's what they want. It doesn't make sense. So you're that's just saying want. I need some more validation. I don't. Okay. People, People out okay. there right, that's right, getting right, on Richard's nerves. That's what they want. So you take him somewhere. Hey, I want you to take him somewhere. A rookie seventh-round pick took a team to the NFC Championship. Uh, there are teams, there are quarterbacks out there that you give more credit ain't never touched a, a I championship game. I, Richard, I and, understand all uh, that. I understand that. I'm trying to understand. I can understand arguments and debates. Yeah. Skip. I can understand, but arguments and debates without any substance, without any credibility, yeah. I do not understand. And, okay, and by the way, if you hear the first of this, I think Cam has a nickname for Brock Purdy because I think he called him Brat. Parity, Brad Parity. I think that's what I heard. Brad is in. I think his. I think his. Like, I think his little southern accent kind of got in the way know. of him saying Brock Purdy. I'm not Purdy. sure but about that. Even what? Even what he's saying about Dak? It's like, what are okay. we? What? 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 What's, what? What? Okay, but he argument. went both ways. He he. he Dak first he calls him a, a game changer, and then he says, "And Dak, I throw him in as a game manager." No, he's not. But all he. But see. But see, you're not listening to. Anything that I'm saying, if you if you think about the names, Brock Purdy, Tua, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott, they haven't taken their teams to the place that people want them to be. Ooh, I, well, just, just you, I'm trying just to. listen. I'm trying for to. one knucklehead. Just listen. I'm trying to. Where he didn't say that about Joe Burrow. No. He didn't say that about Patrick Mahomes. He, he, he mentioned Mahomes early. As but he, a didn't, game say, he no. didn't say game manager, no, game changer, mm -hmm. because they have taken their teams to okay. places that these guys haven't. I don't think so, he even mentioned Burrow, but go ahead. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. He, didn't, yeah. he didn't mention no. him. Mm -mm. It, that's all I'm saying. Where Brock Purdy, being Mr. Irrelevant, does not get the benefit of the doubt in people's eyes. He get it in ours, but not in people's eyes because he hasn't quite got to where they think he should be. Stop saying the only other place he could have went is the Super Bowl. That's the only other place he could have went. When you go he's to the Super rookie. Bowl, guess Stop. what? He's when you go to the Super Bowl, guess what? He's a rookie. He was a rookie, and he took his team to the NFC hey. Championship. You're saying he – your argument is saying he didn't take his team – Cam Newton has been to one Super Bowl, one NFC Championship. So Brock Purdy has that. been to yep. the same amount of NFC Championships as Cam Newton, and he's going into his second. He's in the middle of his second year, so he technically could not be to another NFC Championship because it's only his second season. So for you to make the argument, he hasn't taken his team where people want him to go. Well, there, there's only so one why, more so game let me ask left you this after where he went. Why in the hell is everybody knocking Brock Purdy? If that's not the because, case. Because what, what I'm just saying, they have no reason to knock him. It's insanity. It's the insanity so why, of expectations. So why does it keep happening? Because it's the insanity of expectations. People put more credibility in where you were drafted than how you actually perform. Well, well, they put did, more credibility. Trent Williams say two days ago, he said if he were the second pick in the draft, we'd, be, we'd say he's the next Aaron Rodgers. That, right? that, that is correct. Yeah. This no. is why I'm saying 
because he's Mr. Irrelevant at the bottom of the draft and yep. hasn't taken them to where people expect for or want him to go, they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. If you are the second pick of the draft, the eighth pick of the draft, the ninth, the twelfth, the twenty-second, right. they're going to give him okay. the benefit of the doubt. That's just what it is. Okay, but I believe if Cam had sat down and carefully watched Seattle at San Francisco just this past Sunday, the way I just watched it on TV, the last thing you would think you were watching was a game, game manager. manager. No, game managers is. don't throw deep crossers That's to touchdowns in stride. They just don't. They just don't. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. I am joined now by L.A.'s own Nick Young, maybe better known as Swaggy P. He was a two-time first-team All-Pac-10 at USC, drafted 16th overall, played 12 NBA seasons, including four with the Los Angeles Lakers. And he did win a 2018 ring with the Golden State Warriors. So, last night, Draymond Green, of course, got ejected for a third time this season, this time for throwing a, I guess you'd call it a punch at Nurkic. So, Nick, you know Draymond. What was your initial reaction when you first saw this? As a fan of Draymond, it's getting harder and harder, Yeah, you know, to defend this. But, uh this is not even basketball right now for no. Draymond. It's just every other week he's getting ejected, getting in the media for the wrong things, you know. Yep. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And I know it's tough on, on the team. And for sure the way they playing is it's not helping the you know, mm. situation. Yeah. yeah. What was he like when you were there in 2018? What, what, like sort of behind closed locker room doors, what, what was he like as a team leader? Well, as a leader and as a basketball player, Draymond was was the best. I ain't off the court. When you get to know Draymond, he's a good dude. Even I had my run-ins with Draymond when I was playing against him. So I didn't know what like to Like practice run-ins? Yeah, practice before. I mean, I played for the Lakers. Oh, they when you were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, and Draymond, he, to Draymond's point, he yells at everybody on the team. Just, he don't show favoritism. Okay. So I will give him that. Because I remember one time I shot a crazy shot, and he was like, we don't do that here. We play championship basketball. So that was in the back of my mind when I was, you know, doing the swaggy P moments. But 
at the same time, you let them get away with so much, you know. What kind of shot do you, did you take? Do you remember? Just yeah. like some wild three some or something? Wild three, step yeah. back three. And that was the first time I was like, welcome to the Warriors. Okay. <laughs> Although uh, Steph and Clay take wild shots on a nightly basis, but they often yeah. go in, right? For sure, for sure. All right. So in this case, is this in your eyes as an ex-NBA star, is this completely over the line to to do a 360 spin? And it looked like he had a bald fist for a, a second, and then I, I think he hit with more of the side of his hand. Yeah. But is this completely over the edge to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you only see stuff like this in the UFC, you know? <laughs> That's but, what I said yeah. to start the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, but, you know... Um, after, like I said, they let Draymond be Draymond for too long. He cussed out KD. And, uh, he got, did. Got into it with Jordan Poole. So he did. They helped create this, you know. Uh, the the league or the team or both? The Warriors, both pretty both. much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, you let them get away with so much, Draymond going to continue to be Draymond. He ain't got that David West or... Iguodala there to, you know, be a vet to help him out. Oh, you know what? I, he misses Iggy yeah, for sure because Iggy sure. was really the conscience <laughs> of that team. I, Iggy, sure. he's got strength to him, man. Yeah, yeah, so, and now you look down the line, down the bench, you don't really got nobody that could kind of control him, so. Would you agree with me? I told these guys to start the show. The Draymond I have carefully watched over the years He's got some basketball genius about yeah. him because as the sort of playmaker for that team, he's, he's kind of the, the offense does pretty much run through him. For sure. And he has gotten Stephen Clay a bunch of open looks with his ball sure. screens and, and j just his knack, his feel yeah. for it, right? Yeah, you would love to play with somebody that don't worry about scoring. Like as a scorer, like for Steph, that's a dream come true because somebody trying to get you open and trying to get you the ball mostly every time down the court. Uh, you would love to play with that. But now it's just, you know, after the four championships, I feel like he's this is entertainment for him now. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> this like, is the like way he's, you... <laughs> he's gone over the edge sort of through the looking glass into being a showman. And yeah. I, I keep bringing up that I'm going back two years ago is game one at Memphis. He gets thrown out, and then he takes a, a victory lap all the way around the whole arena for the Memphis fans, and he's dapping them all up. Yeah. And, and now, now you've gone into caricature mode. You're, yeah. you're, you're, it's just straight comedy to me, and, and it's clownish. Yeah. But he is a showman, and his podcast has been very successful. And as you know, he's going to segue right out of this right into up. a TNT seat, and he might be the next Charles Barkley. For sure. All of which is great, but it doesn't help the current Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I feel like at this time for the Warriors, it's almost the Ryan's on the wall. You probably got to blow this team up. And, and I feel for Bob Myers, you know, I know he didn't want to probably be in that situation because all them guys, they, you know, talked to him. They was there from the start. So yeah. I feel that's like the reason he's not well, there. Well, isn't that what he did? Yeah. He get out while the getting was good. He just said, I see that handwriting yep. and yep. I, I'm out before it all implodes sure. because Draymond is starting to go completely out of control. Mm -hmm. Steph's getting, I think Steph's 35 now. So all of a sudden, and Steph's playing at a very high level. Still, yeah. Clay, maybe not so much. Yeah, I feel for Clay. And now, 
all of a sudden it starts to, you know, Kaminga starts getting exposed. Is he that good? Because you need him to, yeah. to, to do more, and he, he's only this good. He's not that good. Okay, so do you see them having a long, hard road the rest of the year? Yeah, especially in the West. The West is tough. Uh, and sad to say, they, they missed a guy like Jordan Poole, somebody that could come in and give you instant offense. And, you know, the nights where Clay not, you know, being Clay or Steph not being Clay, you need that, that go-to. And I feel like they missed that. They ain't got a young scorer. They're mm -hmm. still just a vet core yeah. and... Draymond barely been there this season. You know, he's been yeah. ejected to, what, two or three times three, already. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not even to Christmas. Yeah. He's been gone three times. <laughs> he got suspended with five games already. So. Yeah, and by the way, that five-game suspension, I'm pretty sure it'll be ten this time, if not more, because this yeah. commissioner yeah. is not going to like this look. No. That's just a bad look. <laughs> For okay. sure. Back to the Jordan Poole incident we were kicking around to start the show. How did you feel? Somebody leaked the video or we wouldn't know anything about it, but how did you feel about the internal sort of impact on the locker room when, when Draymond just steps up and decks him? And I'm, I'm sure Jordan Poole said some things yeah. that would, would warrant getting decked, but you just, to me, you just can't cross that yeah, line. Yeah, you can't cross that line. Yeah. And that's a teammate. As a teammate, you... You don't want to knock your teammate out. You don't treat him like a guy off the streets, you know. And when you let so much go and you trade Jordan Poole after that incident, Draymond going to continue to be Draymond. He's great if you let that, I know. You, yeah. you trade, let KD leave after, you know, they get into it on national TV. They got into it. <laughs> And reportedly, Draymond called Kevin the B-word yeah. on the bench yeah. at Clippers yeah, when sure. they got into it about who's going to bring the ball up the floor, right? Yeah. You're supposed to let KD take that shot, dribble the ball up, let KD be KD. And you there, you know, but besides that, you hit Jordan Poole, they send Jordan Poole away, and now it's, you're stuck with Draymond. You know, yeah. and at this point, it's, as a friend of Draymond, I, I hate to see this because he, he really is a good dude off the court. I understand. Yeah. I, I believe that. But, yeah. No. Look, it's harder to even trade for Draymond right now. <laughs> so back in your Laker days, yeah. when you would get into it with him, is he up there as one of the all-time trash talkers, or how, how did you interact? Is it trash uh, talk, or is it like little cheap shotty things? Little or, cheap yeah, shots. Yeah. He, he's more of a cheap shot guy, yeah. you know, but... Um, he tends to do that to a lot of uh, Europeans. <laughs> okay, he's done that. He, he has. We got yeah, Sabonis and we got uh, Nurkic and, yeah, and obviously Gobert. Now. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. And the Gobert thing was clownish to me because, like, you, you have a, a little heart for this. He's protecting his teammate to start with because Gobert's up there with his hands on yeah, Clay yeah. trying to pull Clay away from Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. And and then he he headlocks him, but he he carries him like twenty feet back. Man, right. I understand. We don't people don't like Gobert. Gobert is the the, the yeah. most unlikable guy. Mm -hmm. But you know you don't run in there and grab somebody by their neck. 
and, <laughs> and then just pull him and pull him yeah, and pull yeah. him until so, it's showtime, right? Yeah, Draymond had a lot of UFC. He's got um, UFC. Yeah, he's, he's got, got he's got WWE. WWE yeah, yeah, show right? Yeah, you know how he ran out. That's how they be running down the the ramp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so give me a quick thought, and we'll get into it more a little later, but. Lakers off just last night. Oh. Were you disappointed in them? We just kicked this around. Um, no, I wasn't disappointed. Just because, you know, they came off a high. You know, the we knew the letdown was going to come, you know, after that game. You know, they ain't got a chance to let Vegas, you know, lead a system yet. So, uh, you know, they're still going to be the number one team, you know, after it's all said and done. You, you think they are, they're as good as anybody in the West? Well, I think they won trade away. Oh, you, you, you yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you have any ideas about who that could be? Uh, I'd say they go get somebody in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Zach Levine. But it's going to cost you some pretty serious stuff. You don't give stuff. away Reeves. Okay. Yeah, no you Reeves. You sold on Austin Reeves? Yes, that's my guy. You know, I'm really? sold on him. He's the third option for sure right now. But okay. I say you package probably Rui or D'Lo and a pick or two. And okay. If they make that happen, LeBron could play for the next three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And what do you love about Austin Reeves? Um, the fact that he steps up to the challenge. You know, and, uh, he came out of nowhere. Nobody expecting Austin Reeves to be the turn into the third option. You know, undrafted. <laughs> undrafted. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I like that in a player. You know. And, you know, as a guy like Ben in similar situations, I love to see guys like that get their uh, moment, for sure. Because you, you mean similar, I mean, you're a 16th overall yeah. pick, but then you bounced around a little yeah, bit. You sure. had to reprove, reprove, reprove. Man. He's yeah. got that six-man uh, yeah. title now, so I like that. All right. Good job. Yeah. We will welcome you back <laughs> a little bit to go deeper inside the Lakers in just a few minutes. But up next... A New England insider says the decision has been made. Bill Belichick will be gone after this season. We discuss next. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise and Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me 
are us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Okay, so here's what Patriot insider Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston had to say yesterday about Bill Belichick on my friend Christian Fourier's show in W, uh, I'm sorry, on WEEI in Boston. Check this out. The indications I got after the Germany game was basically that, you know, a decision had been made and that the team would be proceeding in a different direction at the end of the season. And as a result, I think that that's why we don't see Robert Kraft speaking to the local media, avoiding reporters at the owners' meetings. All I can tell you that I, you know, have had indicated to me is, you know, things have gone too far and that, you know, at the end of the season, there would be a parting of the ways. Okay, so for the record, Tom Curran has often been right with his reporting, but he's occasionally been wrong with the same type reporting on the Patriots. But his point is that the decision was made after the Patriots lost 10 to 6 to the Colts in Frankfurt on November 12th, and that nothing else will matter the rest of the year. Obviously, they just beat Pittsburgh, but any other victory the rest of the year won't change the decision that has been made, according to Tom Curran. So, Keyshawn, you've obviously been a Belichick defender. How right do you believe this report is? I mean, look, if, if, if somebody's reporting it, that's their knowledge of what's going on from wherever they're getting it from. I know he's probably not getting it from Mr. Kraft. He's probably not getting it from Jonathan. I've never known, and I've been knowing the Kraft since... You have. 96. You have. Yeah. At dinner, setting boxes, been on trips. Yeah. I've never known them to disclose okay. what their intentions are on anything, especially in that particular building. That building in general is like Fort Knox, man. It's locked down. It's yep. locked down. Yep. From the top all the way to the bottom. I agree. They don't allow things to seep out through cracks. So it, it's it's a little puzzling and to hear someone say the decision has already been made. Had he said they're still mulling over a decision, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, but to say the decision has already been made, that Mm -hmm. they're going to part ways at the end of the season, everything that I know coming out of New England, Bill Belichick is still operating as if he's going to be there into next year. By the way, quick point. He was asked at his media session today repeatedly, what's your future? And he said, we're on to Kansas City. So go ahead. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but but, but that's that's one of his lines. But when I say operating Mm -hmm. as if nothing's changed and I'm getting prepared to next year, I'm talking about meeting with scouts to talk about the draft, meeting with scouts to talk about the bowl games, meeting with personnel to decide do we want to trade or do we want to cut this guy and bring somebody in off the practice squad? Things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little puzzling to me because usually when you know the writing is on the wall, no matter who you are as a coach, everybody starts to close their doors, put the little blinds down. They, you know, the doors, you know how I go. Yes, we walk down the hallway, the door is this cracked this much. Mm-hmm. You got to open up the door to talk to somebody. Right. That's not happening in New England right now. So, Look, if Tom Crane feels like that he has the scoop and he wants to get out there early before everybody else, God bless him. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and Skip, did you say something about the owners' meetings that he wasn't? Oh, he, uh, Tom Curran said. Tom Curran. That 
Robert Kraft is avoiding media at the owners meeting. I've never known a Mr. Yeah. Kraft other than policies about mm -hmm. what's going on in the league to ever talk about his team at the owner meetings. I've never known him to do that. I, I, I can't say I remember anything uh, of substance being said. But what I will say, I, I guess we can only speak on a speculation because that's the point of discussion, is if it is true, it's, 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 it should be, it's wrong. It's wrong. Because, first off, this is a franchise that's always controlled the narrative. I mean, at least for Absolutely. the last three decades. They've, they've controlled the narrative. Yes. So for, for this to be the time where they don't control the narrative would be, would be odd. But since Bill Parcells was there in 93, he got mm -hmm. hired in 93, mm -hmm. they have been the, the epitome of, of stability and, 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 hey, they're in the right direction. They're win, lose, or draw. You know that they're going to be in the fight. They, they're an organization that you would say is, is an organization most organizations will look to to say, hey, this is how you should be run. But... If they fire Bill Belichick right now, they will be walking into an era of instability, uncertainty, and anxiety that, this, that they have not dealt with in three decades. Nobody can come in this facility, nobody can come into this organization after Bill Belichick leaves or resigns or retires. or, or If he gets fired, that's, that's, totally, that's a whole different set of worms, but, oh, a can of worms. Mm -hmm. But if he gets fired and somebody else comes in, they're going to get fired. Because the, ex the expectations oh, God, yes. are unrealistic. But that's what happened to Pete. Yeah. Pete followed Bill. He did. When you follow Bill P, who set a certain standard like you're talking about, they went Bill to a Parcells. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I, I said yeah. P, but Bill Parcells, mm -hmm. keep, you know. Okay, that's your boy. You, you, stop. <laughs> you follow him. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, they lost to Green Bay in the Super Bowl, but you followed a coach that's going into the Hall of Fame. Now, mm -hmm. Pete took him to the, pro took him to the playoffs. But he didn't get a long runway. Right. And so now, all of a sudden, Mr. Kraft says, I can't deal with this past three years. Right. Boom. That's the same thing you're saying now. Mm -hmm. And you I had my doubts about Pete as a head coach. And then he comes to your school and history happens. Yes. Right? And it, he's still making history in Seattle. Right. Uh, it, 50 it, on Oklahoma. But yes, it, I understand. It, uh, could have been 80. But go ahead. Seriously. It, it, it could have been. Yeah. It, it, you never want to go second, Skip. We yeah. talked about this with the great yeah, quarterbacks. You brought it up yesterday. Yeah. Quarterbacks. You never want to go second. So after this... Like, you're not necessarily, it's like Green Bay with, with Favre to Rodgers. Like, y'all went from Bill Parcells to Pete to, to, to Bill Belichick. That's three great coaches. That's three I, Hall of Fame coaches. Okay, cool. Who you get next? But I was about to say, he, he, that, that you brought that up. Here's what I would say to skip to that. There's three names that pop in my head that come to mind. You have to, in my opinion, you have to have somebody that understands that culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number one is Gerard Mayo, who's on the staff. He does. I mean, okay. He, he would he, have a chance to he, be pretty a, good, a maybe chance. very good. Yep. Then you got Vrabel, if you can pry him away from Tennessee. Maybe. And then you got Bill O'Brien, who was successful as a head coach in Houston, not as a, not not a, as a GM. GM. No. So th that's what comes to mind. Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, who the hell would they go who hire? Would you, who would you hire? I would have to hire somebody there. You notice I didn't mention Matt Patricia right. or McDaniel or none of those guys. Right. I mean, that's the only way you could do it because nobody understands this culture. Nobody understands this organization, this city, the way people who have been in the organization, played for the team, understand it. And that's what I'm concerned with for the next coach. If you go outside of it and you try to get cute, you're setting somebody up for failure because right now you don't have the talent on this team to, to succeed. 
So the coach coming in is likely going to have a bad season no matter how good he coaches. You don't have the quarterback. You don't have the receivers, your defense. Bill Belichick has made, made a lot with a little for, on this defense because yep. you don't have a ton of talent there. So imagine two years. The way y'all talking about Bill Belichick, they're talking about Bill Belichick like, hey, he needs to go. He's got six Super Bowls, 20 years with this organization, took you to countless more, and y'all are ready to kick him out the door immediately. So imagine a coach, somebody comes in without that reputation. See, that is Skip, and it brought me to what happened with Tom Landry. It was a new ownership change. Mm -hmm. This is not a new ownership change. So when a new owner comes in, the first thing he says, I want my own guy to be the head coach where Mr. Kraft owns a team. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. So I would think... If anything would have happened in this situation, as you called me the Belichick defender, <laughs> I would think he would do a solid bill, meaning Bill Belichick would do a yeah. solid for a guy like Gerard Mayo to be able to say, I think I got an option here, whether it's a Washington that has a solid quarterback or possibly the Chargers when that becomes available. They got some stuff. Like, I would mm -hmm. think that, that would, he would like do Bruce a solid. Like Bruce Arians did for Todd Bowles. Sort of, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, you know how I feel about Belichick. I think since 2019, that was a long time ago, since Tom was pushed out the back door in New England and then went immediately to Tampa, you know what happened, mm -hmm. won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I think Bill has slowly but surely gotten exposed without Brady. I, I always said Brady was 75% of it, Bill was 25% of it. You guys, I don't know if you, but you definitely way disagree with that. I totally disagree. Okay, all right. But even, even Tom Brady himself disagrees. I, in his heart of hearts, I don't think he does. Even Tom Brady has yeah, been on record publicly, to Publicly, he I'm would. Just... But he's going to say the right things and do the right things. All right. The point is, I'll speak as a journalist about Tom Curran. As, as sort of convincing and, and what's the best word? He, he, he drove home his points when you heard his sound there with uh -huh. Christian Fourier on WEEI. As convincing as it was, as definitive as he was, he did not then go write it for NBC Sports Boston. He didn't write it up. He didn't tweet about it. And that surprised me a little bit because it would indicate maybe I'm not completely sure about this because if you write it, it lives forever. Now, it got written about and it will live forever off. And he did go on NBC Sports Boston later in the day, in the evening, and, and say the same things he, he told Christian. Christian played. Do you know Christian? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. so he's, he's a good dude. But he played for Bill, played with Tom. He won with both of them. He defends Bill. He's told me many times, maybe I have a blind spot here, but once you, you win with somebody, you know, it's in your right, heart. Right, it's right. In you your have soul. loyalty. Yeah. And yet he pushed back hard on Tom's report yesterday and said, I'm not buying it and, and took a stand like I, I don't see it. And his point has been from the start. If you fire Bill, you'll have half the coach. Whoever the next coach is is going to be half the coach. Right. If it's Vrabel, you wouldn't have half the coach. And I don't even know about what, how realistic it is to yeah, get Yeah, I just mentioned yeah. because I'm trying to it's think. It's the yeah. only one. It's the, it's the one where you saw what Vrabel did on Monday night. Yeah. Vrabel yeah. can flat out oh. coach it. Yeah, and Vrabel would yeah. be a good one. I wouldn't dismiss Gerard Mayo, no? though. Okay. The reason Mayo was uh, courted by interview by people is because it was real opportunity. He decided mm. to go back to New England yeah. and not pursue for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the, Mr. Kraft said, hey, when this is over, maybe Bill said yeah. to him, when this is over, it, I'm going to do your solid. Uh, yeah, but 
whoever, it's a dangerous job to take. It's a dangerous job to take. Because you're set up for failure and you're likely going to get fired. There's a 95%. In-house, in I don't think so. Okay, but at this moment, you have no quarterback to speak uh, unless you, you, you still high, believe you can salvage Mac. You got a high draft can. pick. You got a high draft mm -hmm. pick. You, you don't have a ton of talent on that defensive side no. of the ball. You have a couple players that, that can play and show some flashes. Mm -hmm. You don't have the receiving core. The tight ends have shown some flashes. Hunter Henry has shown yeah, some things. I'll give you that. But – at the end of the day, you're walking into a situation where the fans' expectations are so unrealistic for the team that is, is present right now. They have Super Bowl expectations even with a bottom five roster. They have Super Bowl expectations even without the structure in place. So no matter what you do, if you're not taking them to Super Bowls, and they are not in the next four or five years unless something extraordinary happens, then you're going to get fired. You're going to have a four or five win season, maybe an eight win season. And they're going to say, that's unacceptable. Get him out of here. We, don't, we, we need something different than this. And the, the more you do that, King, the more unstable you are, the worse your organization See, is. See, I would say if an outsider came in like Pete Carroll did after Parcells left, mm -hmm. yes. But if there's a guy in Gerard Mayo or Vrabel, I don't think that it would be a fireable offense to rebuild mm. something. Somebody else coming in, clean slate, and it doesn't look right, I think that's a, it's just a different, hey, it would take, take on different legs. Let's ex-coach at Oklahoma, your current coach at yes. USC. Let's just do the hypothetical. Let's say Mr. Kraft says he's the next young NFL genius. Yeah, yes. Like, let's bring him in and, yeah. and deal with the offensive yeah, side. Yeah, we're going to draft ball. Caleb. Yeah, there you go. Would that work? Would, would he be fired within two, three yes, years? Probably yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Probably yes. Probably yes. Probably yes. better get a defensive coordinator because you still, I'm not sure. It, you it's just going to be. No, we just hired Coach well, Lynn. I, I know, but, but it's, it's just, just going to be such a different way of, of doing everything. Bill was a certain way with the media, and yeah. he's been that way for two decades. Yeah. He's, he's a certain way with players and the way they bring players. They don't pay anybody. They, they, <laughs> and, and, and the way you can win with Tom Brady is because Tom Brady took less. And you brought guys in. You were able to do this. So it's like, hey, New England doesn't pay anybody. But Tom's like, hey, pay me less. Pay them more. Pay me $5 million on the side. I'll make a little bit more here and there. I'm just telling you what. Well, I'm, la I'm only laughing because the Tom Brady take less narrative drives me crazy. That's what he did. But it happened. But he took, he took money works. on the side. I don't know what he did on the I side. Do. I don't want to speculate. I'm I don't want to know. I don't want to give it I, out. I'm not, I'm it's not, it wasn't saying. even what he was doing. We, we got it on record. It was a PA. They, they paid him for appearances for New England. He may, can make up to $5 million. It's fine. But what I'm saying. That, look, I don't know if it's fine. but It's, it's fine. I'm, right. It was in the CBA. Right. It's within okay. the rules. All right. But, okay. but I'm saying. It's, it's going to be hard to rebuild that. It's going to be hard for of anybody course. to chase that yeah. expectation, and that's what these fans are going to be you, expecting you, in Boston. Hey, the, the glaring weakness, as you have brought up many times, Keyshawn, is Bill running the whole show Absolutely. and buying the groceries. It, as it, in it, it, has the never, it has never really worked for anybody. Andy Reid tried it in Philly. It worked for a smidgen, then they had to dismantle. Yeah. Mike Holmgren tried it in Seattle. Yeah. It did not work. Nope. Pete decided to, hey, well, I'm a partner with Snyder, and we're going to do this. Okay, Kyle Shanahan partnered with John Lynch. Agreed. They're on the same – when you're on the same page, sure. it, it goes. I got it. But when you try and do the whole thing, it just it doesn't okay, work. But when you have had iron-fisted control of a franchise for 20 – what are we up to now for him? 23 years or whatever it's been. Mm -hmm. It's hard to 
to, to give that up and say, I'll be half the guy over here. I'll, but I'll you, defer to him. But, but with those 23 years, though, Skip, came a lot of exits from guys that were there with him. Uh, they uh, wind up going to get jobs. You're correct. So the responsibility yeah. was heavier on Bill to try yeah. to do what they did, and yeah. he can't do it. And, and, yeah. and to Just this can't. point, like, there may be, need to be upgrades to a lot of the, the, the things, they, the structures they have in place. When Pete talked about it, we had a podcast earlier this season about his time in New England when he got hired. He had all these expectations when he came in. He's going to treat the players good. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. Well, New England, New England was feeding them sandwiches for, for lunch. And he was like, wait, can we get a, 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 a... Now, this is 20 years ago. This is 30 years ago. So, so not right now, but it was just a different mentality come, when he came in than what he thought it was going to be. And he thought he would have more control over what they would do and how they would spend money. And that's not the way the crafts work. And so when you come in, I'm wondering how that is at this well, day. Well, now the crafts spend money. Okay. They're the only... They were the first, and I don't know if others are... You know, they were the first to have their own private jets. Private jet, not yeah. go to American Airlines mm -hmm. United, mm -hmm. their own 727s to fly their own team mm -hmm. to the game. So he stepped up for sure. Yeah. There's no question about it. He, Bill, is now 18 games under Oh, God. 18 <laughs> under five without Tom Brady. Oh, God. Stop. That's all you need to know.